branded after dark. Hello, my dear. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I apologize for being a bit late. I'm just very excited to speak with you and um, very honored to uh, to talk to you guys this evening. Thank you. It couldn't it couldn't be happy. Half of excitement. We're we're like on the moon right now. So you know, it, uh -huh. it's a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You've been a much. part of our lives for so many years, and you're, oh. you're really an inspiration. Oh, Absolutely. thank you so much. So I take it you guys have been watching the, the latest uh, uh, season, the last season of All My Children? Absolutely. Absolutely. But we're, you know what? We're going we're gonna to talk about All My Children a little bit later. I have okay. a couple of things that I actually wanted to tell you because as a musician... And I know you play the guitar. And when I when I bought Blue Glitterfish a little while ago, I was I was kind of moved. I was moved to the point where it's just like you know I've heard you sing before, but putting an album together and doing all the stuff that you've done on a music level, I have to start off by saying, not only job well done, but that voice is definitely captivating. So I have to give credit mm -hmm. where credit's due and publicly. Say thank you for that album, and also uh, Club Pat. Was it how how it pronounces Pasm or uh, Pasima? I think it's Pasima. Um, okay, I think that's how it's there yeah. you go. Wanted to make sure I got oh, that correctly, you. but yeah, you're you're good. You're good. You and the guitar. My gosh, how long have you been, how long have you been playing the guitar? Oh, I guess I guess it's almost almost twenty years now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I started in my teens, and then um, kind of kept picking it up and putting it down and um especially in my early 20s i i really uh kind of felt the calling to write because when you're working on scripted material um it after a while you just begin to feel that uh your own voice or the, the things that you want to say are really really limited so uh, to me it was really important to start to start writing and, and putting my own ideas uh, out there and um, it took me a while to record, but um, once I did, I, I was really, it was really an amazing experience. I had a wonderful producer, George Parker Pettit, and um, we, we worked out of a, one of the best studios in New York called Road Tracks, and I really, it was, it was a magical experience, and I really wanted to give the people who have been so kind enough to, to, to follow my work something that was, you know, uh, mm -hmm. the best that I could possibly make for them was, with everything that I had, and uh, I'm really, really glad you liked it. I love it. So wh I love wh it. Wh when's the next one coming out? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully soon. My uh, my fiance has uh, bought me some recording equipment since everything you know is, just keeps getting more and more refined for us to be able to do things more on our own. And and uh, I have a I have a whole album written. So one of these days I'll sit wow. down and record. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll be right here waiting on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to start off with that, Caddy, but just for the simple fact that you know we we all know and love you for all the uh, all the efforts and you know of course playing Dixie for as long as you have and Rosanna of course and and doing everything that you've done in daytime. Um, you know, I had to start off a little unorthodox and just tell you that you know you as a musician. You got it. You're, you're you're very high on my on my mark, and I just really wanted to show my my gratitude for that album. And, and um, we kind of did a nice little uh, montage, and we kind of spotlighted 
uh, cool blue a, a, a little bit off of that too. So we're gonna we're gonna play that. And also, people, once again, make sure you go to CD Baby and and or Amazon to go pick up both albums from this beautiful lady. So congrats on on the musician that you are, dear. Thank you so much. That's, I'm I'm honored. Thank you. No I would love love. Are you? Did you want to do that now, Bram? Or do you want to, because I, I want to find out about the short film. I'm sorry. I know I might be rushing, <laughs> but I'm excited. <laughs> well, you know what? That, that's why I am here, and we're surrounded by beautiful actresses as well, by the name of Monique and also by the name of Nicole. They are here as well. And, of course, we want to know about Flip Fantasia. So, yes, Miss McLean, can you give us the 411 on this short film that will be uh, seen in, in a few festivals and things like that, correct? Yeah, hopefully. Um, we're, I just started submitting. I've been really torn about the way to um, to present this film, but the story of the, the film is, is that uh, I wrote it in 2011 uh, when I came out again to do All My Children in Los Angeles. I lived in uh, New York City for about 25 years, and I was just out here for a brief time to, to shoot the sort of end of the show on, on ABC. And again, you know, I was like, hmm, I, I, I really want to, I really want to write something, and and this story came out of me really fast. Um, I think it took me about a week to write the script. Um, uh, it's um, it's it's a comedy, I think. I always tell told the the actors when we were shooting this, you know, remember it's a comedy um, because it's uh, it's pretty dark, <laughs> and uh, but it's also a love story. Um, it's about a, a four friends, and it begins in like the the first thing in the morning where they've been out all night and and I was inspired by the beginning of La Femme Nikita when the four guys, the very, very, uh, the, the French version and they're walking they're walking down the street together and they're dragging a body and I was like, mm. that's just the greatest image so these four guys are, are dragging a body in the <laughs> beginning and, and the only okay. difference is that it's his girlfriend and, and it looks like she's passed out and <laughs> a little rough with her, I'm afraid, but but uh, <laughs> it's a little sick, I know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, people have been drinking all night. They don't make always the best decisions. In the <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right. a little twisted. They come to sort of realize that the girl isn't just passed out anymore. There's something kind of more wrong with her, and <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it's how they kind of uh, they have to they have to get it through their friend's head, you know, that this is this is the fact of what's happened, and um, mm -hmm. uh, and then what to do about it, and how how to resolve it, and you know, it's a metaphor for a lot of things, for letting go, for for, uh, you know, uh, dealing with realities in life that we don't always want to look at, you know, dealing with denial. And and, mm -hmm. and, and especially for with for for how, you know, we move each other, whether we're alive or not, you know, how important we are to one another, you know, human, human relationships and friendship. You know, these four guys are, are deep, right. deep friends. And, and on a certain level, too, it's a, it's a real love story to New York City where I, I you know, even when I was, you know, working on, on kids there, I um, I had a pretty I was I was very naive when I first moved to New York, and then I was always curious about what was going on downtown, and I guess you could say I found out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I knew I learned a few things about going out and 
you know, the wilder life and, you know, from the the born and raised New York boys, they, um, they, they taught me a thing or two. I should not know. <laughs> that is and I a love life that I actually want to get to know. So, I'm jealous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the New York nightlife. Indeed. Oh Indeed. And oh Caddy, the 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 trailer, the trailer that that you had, it was it was it was so funny to me because, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people if they look at, it, oh my God, I need to find out what's really going on here, like, and and you know, you you that trailer alone kind of piqued my curiosity so I'm I'm really, really looking forward to it. So wherever wherever yeah, there's I'm a festival when you're sense. when you're did, I'm looking forward to it. So it's my my question that I do have as far as you, this is this is your directorial debut, correct? Yes, uh, and I, I wrote it and produced it as well. So it's, oh, it's wow. kind of my my baby all the way around. Oh my God. Wonderful. Most too many. I also art directed it. I also did all the costumes. I was going around with like a suitcase full of costumes to all our different <laughs> locations. <laughs> <laughs> I was like mom, you know, it's like, okay, you right. get a dress outfit and now you get to send here. Wait a minute, I gotta put the curtain behind you, right? Okay. <laughs> like I was getting him ready for like a school portrait or something. Amazing, amazing. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. Flip Fantasia, just go ahead and 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 show some love and follow on Twitter. It's Flip Fantasia M O V on Twitter and of course Katie McLean on Twitter as well. And um Monique, you have a question for Miss McLean. Um, and Facebook as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Flip absolutely. Fantasia the movie on Facebook. Yeah. We have about fifteen thousand followers on Facebook now, which is really Oh great. wow. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah. That's been awesome. You know, people are really coming out to support the movie. And, of course, you know, because mm-hmm. Facebook's, like, worldwide, you know, we can really, you know, reach out. Um, we're also going to mm-hmm. be, I mean, I'm going to do the festival for a few months, not very long, and then I'm going let it, to let it out into the world because I really want people to, to see it. You know, it's, it's not yeah. about, like, trying to get, like, accolades and everything. I mean, there's a certain part of it where you have to sort of, you know, show your love to the film community and, and you know, and kind of support what that's all about and the smaller... Um, you know, festivals and stuff like that. But there's also a part of me that just really believes that, you know, it's about reaching the audience and and the people that are, you know, the, the moviegoers and the people who deserve a good story, you know. So I want to share it with everybody sooner rather than later. Very yeah, because I want to be reached. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> good, good. Very good. I won't make you wait, I promise. There you go. Moni, go okay. ahead, talk about a question for, for, for Caddy. Well, Caddy, first off, I just want to congratulate you on your directorial debut production um, that you wrote and directed. I know that's a lot of work. It's a lot of hats to to wear, and I, it seems like that would be so exciting. I would love to one day be in the position to do that. How did you, like, balance all of that out? Because it's like you can't even sleep if you're writing it and you're directing it and producing it. I mean, when did you sleep? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Wow. I didn't. So I mean, just... definitely during the week that we were shooting, I think I got maybe four hours a night. I mean, it was brutal. And um, and yet, I think I was also just so excited and so wanting. That I adrenaline. Mean, yeah, yeah. There was definitely mm-hmm. a lot of adrenaline going. And, and um, I mean, it was the biggest, much, much, I think when I was doing it, I don't think I realized how um, 
what a big kind of bite of a sandwich, I guess you could say, um, how much I'd bitten off, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to, to deal with. But really the, the, the bigger thing was I, I really felt like, and I, wanted, I, I love working with people who are new in the business or who, who feel like you just said, you know, like you've got a story to tell. I just think I believe so deeply that everybody has, to, has a, you know, at least one, if not more, like really, really important stories inside them that, you know, are important to share and just a matter of sort of encouraging them to get it out. And so I was also, while I was doing this, trying to try to keep the, all the actors that I was working with um, informed as to every step of the process. You know, here's, you know, here's how I did this. It's not rocket well, science, you know. And here's how, well, here are the steps, you know, that you have to it take. It can and be done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it can be done. Um, so they knew and they were empowered to feel like, you know, hmm, if I, if I have a calling, then, then here's how to do it. You well, know, it's hard work. It's really hard work. It's, it's, it's not, um, I think sometimes, like, if you come to, if you get, you know, to come to an L.A. set and you see, like, a really, you know, fancy production and, you know, it must look so easy, but they've got usually, like, tons of money and a hundred people and, you know, you don't need to have tons of money and a hundred people, but if you don't have tons of money and a hundred people, you just have to be willing to do a lot more work. (laughs) Somebody's doubling up on something. Exactly. Right. Nobody's got to the dishes. It's probably going to be you. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I literally, like, I would, like, at the end, we were shooting in somebody else's apartment, and while I talked to the actress preparing for the next day, I was, I was cleaning that apartment myself. And they were like, Aww. what are you doing? I was like, I'm not walking out of this apartment, like, leaving it a mess. This is my record. That's reputation. pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's oh, amazing. That's and awesome. you know That's how inspiring just to, to have... You know, it's it's inspiring to to, to young uh, actresses and actors to have somebody that's willing to give that guidance. So thank you on their behalf because yeah. that must be thank you. you know really inspiring. I you know I hope so. I I we, I've forged a really nice bond with the um, with the people that I made this movie with, and we're going to actually be shooting another short. God help me. Um, <laughs> I'm like, Are you crazy? But um, it's a matter of weeks. In, in October, we're doing another one, and we've already started talking about doing a feature. Um, we've got a script. Serious, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, I want to yeah. know: Did you get a lot of support from like your your peers, or you know, former co-stars, or you know, how when you? you know, discuss this with people who ran it past them and told them this is something you were planning on doing. What kind of support did you get from some of your own peers? Um, you know, I, I, I think the, of course, the, the, the most support and really the most important support I got was from John Lindstrom, who's my fiancé, and he's a director and actor. And um, he was the one who sort of said, you know, you can do this. You, you do it. You direct it. Because um, I was going to maybe, you know, hire somebody else. And I, I thought, oh, my God, really? And he's like, yes, you know the story of Right. Yeah. And to be nobody in a relationship. Nobody can tell it better than you. Yeah. And, and, and to have somebody say that to you. I mean, I was just telling him today, like, you know, how important, you know, a supportive relationship is, you know, to have somebody at home who believes in you and, and doesn't judge you and tells you that, you know, uh, Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you want to do, that they're 
Right, that they're going to love you and, and be there. No matter what. You know? Yeah. No matter what happens. Yeah, yeah it's actually, the greatest gift that you can give to somebody you love, you know, mm-hmm. wow. that kind of unconditional support. So that was amazing. And and then I think, you know, from um, from the show, I mean, uh, I, I certainly had a moment um, with Vincent Arizari, who's um really incredibly supportive human being. He just, uh, you know, times I've been uh, down or struggling with something, he just gets right down in my face and he's like, you know, don't you let this pe- these people get you down, you know? <laughs> right, right. He's uh, pretty amazing. Amazing guy. And, um, Plays the and actually, David, on, David on All My Children, correct? That's right. That's right. There and he and Sal Stowers and... Um, uh, uh, Lindsay Hartley and um, um, Robert um, Wilson were all um, at my house um, uh, last night, and they all got to to see it. I showed it to them; they like a little private wow. screening for them, and wow. and it was nice. so great to like hear them laugh and hear them like go, "Oh my God, I can't believe that's happening!" And you <laughs> know, they were they were so great. Just so, so they were so there great. with you; they felt you. Yeah, totally, totally. They got it. Um, awesome. Yeah, they got it. They got it, and they liked it. So it seems like, you know, you're very pa- passionate about what you do, and that's awesome because I guess when, you know, when you're really passionate about what you do, other people give that back to you by being passionate about what you do as well, you know? That's yeah, awesome. yeah, it is. It's a good vibe, you know? I mean, and right. that's, you know, um, and like I said to them, I'm like, you know, I want you to feel like take that and like say, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to make? You know, right? Um, and so we, it's a, it's such a special group, the, the, the cast of all my children at this particular moment because there is, there's none of that jealousy or weirdness or, you know, mm-hmm. um, I guess you know what you're talking about in terms of, of, and John and I were just talking about this too. Like, I really believe that that creativity and and it comes from a place of there being knowing that there is enough for everybody, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Like this is the energy that came to me, and a story that came to me, and I just sort of, you know, had uh, the, the the decision and the sort of the strength. And I guess that's something I'm lucky to have that to have a lot of strength uh, mm-hmm. to Definitely. you know to and, and to be able. And and Caddy, to still be able to have the the determination after years of doing this and expanding your your legacy, in my opinion, is important. And and Miss McLean is our guest on Next Legacy Radio's Branded After Dark. And before Nicole asks you a question, um, you know, with with Flip Fantasia being your directorial debut and just having the control to be able to basically market it and just do everything that you possibly can to be able to get your product out. Um, do you feel more empowered than you did when you first started doing acting oh, and now doing a lot more on not just music but also directing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was fascinating to what I learned about acting once I directed. Um, oh, wow. You know, uh, I remember when I was very young, I, I'd read something in a mammoth book. Uh, it's called The Practical Handbook for Actors, and it said, you know, go through the list of things that you can't worry about, you know. You, you know, can you change the lighting? No. Can you control the director? No. Can you, are you going to make the set? No. You know, can you change the other actor and what they're doing? Not really. 
you know, mm-hmm. what, what can you control? All you can do is act. That's all you can do is control yourself and deal with yourself. Everything else is completely out of your control. And in a way, it was very freeing. And from a, when I stepped into the director's shoes and I was doing 10 million things, all I wanted the actors to do was act. Like, right. I didn't want them to worry about anything else. But acting is not easy. Uh, it's, it, 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 and I, the, the actors that came to the set prepared and patient and, it, you know, when it was their time to be in front of the camera, ready to go, boy, you know, you just kind of, it just touches your heart in a certain, a real particular right. way. Your gratitude, you're just like, oh, you know, didn't screw around on set, you know. You know, ones that they call them professionals, you know, but they, they're okay. behaving in a manner that, that is like, they're taking them their art seriously and themselves seriously, and and it made me realize, you know, that resonates. It really resonates for for everybody else who's on the other side of the camera. You know, we feel that, and you know, their their work tends to be uh, tends to be a bit more solid. You know, ultimately. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, Is directing frustrating at times? Um, the hardest thing is, is when people give you what I call kickback, and kickback is they're pissed off or frustrated about something, and they, they're going to, like, they'll say something a little nasty to you, and you have to not react, because oh. if you react, then you're dealing with, uh, right. you know, that issue as opposed to being the leader and being like, okay, you know, I hear you're upset, and, you know, what can we do to solve that problem, you know? Because it's not your job to, like, get in there and, you know, hold people's hands. Your job is to shoot the film, you know? Right, right. Make it work. Um, That's right. Very true. The hardest part was being a woman and doing that (laughs) with a cast of, like, you know, and crew of, like, 99% men. And um, uh, there were times I was like, okay, everybody... Every word out of my mouth, I'm going to sound like a bitch today. <laughs> warn you, if you don't like me, you can call me names behind my back. But I'm sorry, I drive you like slaves. So, like, there hang go. in there. There you, you know? go. Um, <laughs> Nicole, anyway, Nicole go ahead and um, toss out a question for Mr. Clean on Branded After Hi, Dark. Hi, Hi, Caddy. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Congratulations on your first um, project behind the scenes. Um, I wanted to find out, um, I have two questions. How long did the whole project take from starting with writing the script to the end of the production? And my second question is, you kind of answered my question about um, future projects coming up behind the scenes. Um, I wanted to see if you could just touch on what your next film is going to be and what inspired that. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I wrote the script in 2011, and we, we had a reading, but then I pretty much put it down for a while. And the, the, so I could guess I could say that was like about two weeks. But when I picked it up again to actually start pre-production, um, mm-hmm. we had three weeks of pre-production, five days of shooting, and then about a month of post-production. So that's four, five, six, seven, eight, about ten weeks total, so two and a half months. Um, okay. Total of uh, focused work, and, right. and you know, some people have said to me that's really fast. You know, to shoot a, a short film that was a multi-day, multi-location type of of um, project. Other mm-hmm. people they'll shoot a short film in a day. You know, uh, right. which it depends on the material. Um, 
and uh, I guess I just sort of felt like uh, really driven. I didn't think I, I I thought I had only so much time to to work before we were going to go back into production for this show. So I really felt like I had to grab the opportunity. Um, and right. and the the next thing that's coming up that we're shooting um, in, in October is. Um, it's the, the title of it is The World of Albert Fu, F-U-H. And mm-hmm. it's basically a, <laughs> another one of those weird little movies um, mm-hmm. it, where it's about a man who um, falls in love with a balloon. A, a balloon. All right. A balloon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interesting. Is it possible? Yes, yes. And, and the, the larger sort of metaphor for it is that... Uh, you know, sometimes there's there are people that I've known, and I I suppose I've done this too in my life. Uh, of course, I don't want to admit to it, but where you you you've been so wounded that you don't feel like you can love, so you mm-hmm. pick something that feels safe. And this guy just happens to be so wounded that the someone that he picks that he feels safe to risk uh, with is is an inanimate object. Wow. And um, he just chooses to go through this experience with the, something that he knows is going to die. And wow. that's really kind of the story, so that once he goes through that, maybe it will um, make him more ready for a real person. That's the mm-hmm. idea. Wow. You know? That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Thank, thank, you. thank you for sharing. Can I ask one more question? Of course. Sure. So now that you've had this experience on you know, you're used to being on the camera, and now you have the experience of being the director and writer. What would you say is more you're more passionate about, or is it the same? Or it's tough. It's different. I mean, today, like all day, I've been like, "Gosh, I'm dying to act again. I really miss it." <laughs> it's, there's something about it that is just so. Um, boy, when you know, once you've been doing it, it it's like. Uh, I don't know, it's like walking into a magical world that you just kind of need to go and visit, you know, from time to time. You miss the character. I miss acting. Um, sometimes I, I miss I miss being in character. Right, right, I miss right. being oh, yeah. somebody not me. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> somebody that is not me. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Makes clear, perfect yeah. sense. Yep. Yeah. And, um, but the directing and the writing is... Uh, it's just so much fun to have to have that opportunity to to create the whole world, not just the character or the characters, but the whole world that they live in. It's like going from painting on a canvas to like a, a three dimensional like a house, in, you know, fully decorating the interior, the exterior, and the garden and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so you're you're not just like ah, oh, look at that lovely thing I made on a wall, but look at this environment that I can make that right. people can come into yeah. and enjoy, you know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I often Looking. say if you can buy and sell a house, which is probably like one of the most traumatic things, or even moving, God, if right. you can go through a divorce, you can make a movie. Hey, hey, that means I'm ready. That means I'm ready for a movie then. 
Need them ready for it. Director's chair. Katie McLean is our guest on Next Legacy Radio's Bread It Up to Dark, and you know, make people make sure you go ahead and when when Miss McLean puts out Flip Fantasia, which will be available in certain spots when you do your. Um, your your showing and and your uh, I, I just I can't wait to see where the next place is going to be so I can try to get to you to be able to watch it. I mean it's it's the trailer intrigued me, the music of the trailer intrigued me. Uh, just everything about it just seems so diverse and so um, captivating. So I'm I'm really and truly looking forward to it. So hats off to you on. Direct directing this thing, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. So you know you have a a whole bunch of all my children fans on the line too. So um, okay. I will be able to take at least a couple of calls before we let her go. But you know we have to we have to talk about all my children with uh, with with it being on um, online now. And before we even start about just Hulu and online and the online network and all that good stuff, and I got to tell you. Um, and we played clips of just the relationship that you had with uh, with Michael E. Knight, um, aka Tad Martin, and twenty years. And you put something on your on your Facebook page that really just kind of threw me off. And it was just a picture that you guys had um, back in '93, I believe, and you guys were in Canada. And that was what? How long ago has that been? Twenty twenty years almost. Yeah. Yeah, at least. 20 years mm-hmm. and yeah, personally yeah. how is it that how is it that Miss McClain can still look the way she looked in 93 <laughs> and look the same way in 2013 I, I, somebody please help me we want to yes, know your secret we want to know lighting lighting I carry around great lighting <laughs> 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 Never stand directly under that light. Yeah, always to the side. Always to the side. The <laughs> Seinfeld episode, you know. <laughs> well, you, well, you, you know, with the rich history that all my children has, one life to live for that matter too, and for it to be pulled from um, mainstream television, aka ABC, at that particular time was it a year or so ago. Um, I know it did a lot of disservice to the hardcore, the true fan base of that. So now here we are with season one of the the resurrection of All My Children being under its under its uh, new leadership. And how how did you feel after this first season? As far as did it overwhelm you? Was it easier versus back then? How how was your overall take from this new era that All My Children has ushered with this season? Well, I think overall it's felt like a roller coaster because the show has changed its kind of structure so many times, you know? Right. Um, so as the actors, you know, we're also like fans of the show. I, I shouldn't say for everybody, but I'm a fan of the show, and I, I was so excited about it coming online because I was writing articles online, I spent a lot of time talking to people online, and I, I just believe that the Internet is a really you know, exciting place for, for content. And, um, and you know, while we were going on the journey and the fans were coming, it was really exciting. And, and then it got just a little nauseating for a while. 
Uh, you know, I think probably happening. But it 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 kept going. It kept it's it it's it stayed you know, you know, fighting. It didn't disappear. It's you know, they've they've got this new format where they're making it more like a series with seasons. You know, it's coming back. I've talked to Mr. Smith a hundred times if I've talked to her once and you know, it's absolutely coming back to spas and you know, given Everybody's been given, you know, guarantees of just trying to make it as great a show as they possibly can make it before we start. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I feel, I feel like it's uh, uh, a really kind of thrilling, you know, um, breakout time for for the show. It's it's just hard because it's um, we're all kind of. It, there's a comforting factor that comes with watching soap operas, you know? It feels like, oh, there's the music that reminds me of when I was with my mom and oh, it's on the TV, just like it always was on the TV. And I'm so glad it's on OWN. I mean, that, that's really kind of a cool... Um, Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. But I'm also glad it's still on the Internet so that you can, you know, if you miss the episode on OWN, you can be like, oh, wait a minute, you know, I can go to TLON or Hulu and, you know, uh, or I can... I can catch that episode that I missed so I can come back, you know, the next day and, and watch. You know, it's that just, going uh, on. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating are, time. Are, are, are you surprised um, at at the, at the, the all the hardcore fans, like everybody that missed you that, you know, has a hard time letting go? Because you've been in everybody's house every day of the week for, you know, 20 years. <laughs> so, you know, it was hard to let all my children, you know, go from seeing you, every, you know, every day or whatever and not being on the Internet. So, I mean, are you, were you surprised at, at the reception that, that you guys have gotten? Um, you know, y- yes and no. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled that so many people have, um, you know, come back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, after we basically weren't on the air for almost a year and you know just sort of the longing that you know people have had and it's not just nostalgia it's it's a connection like you said you know get on the air every day uh not just for a year but you know 10 20 years good god i mean (laughs) that's pretty intense man it's like yeah you know and, uh, you know, when I think about Michael and I see those pic- pictures, I'm just like, oh, Michael is family to me. He's just, uh, right. you know, he's he's deep in my heart uh, as a human being. And um, mm-hmm. and I feel so lucky that I'm able to, you know, have this sort of huge arc uh, of of time and, and work with him. Um, uh, you know, I, I guess the hardest thing has been that because the Internet has this sort of knee-jerk uh, people can have a knee-jerk reaction, be like, oh, I hate that, or, you know, ah, that's stupid. Right. You know, we as actors certainly are more exposed to that than mm-hmm. we used to be. Um, it used yeah. to just be someone actually had to sit down and take the time to write, I hate you, Dixie, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with your hair today? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Your mom, Jean- really have to go, you know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and now you, you get it instantly now. There you go. There you go. I actually before, thought I had... <laughs> before, Monique, before Monique 
quick ask you a question. <laughs> I, I'm I'm bouncing around a little bit, so forgive me, Caddy, when I when I say, I guess three words. And and to me, when I when I saw this online, I just completely just fell out out of my chair in just complete laughter. So the three words that I'm gonna throw out to you, Miss McLean, is Susie, effing, homemaker. I look deep for you. <laughs> how did how did you, you know what if if Dixie you know a la uh, you know Erica Slezak uh, from <laughs> One Life to Live if she ever has her split personalities you know you could turn Susie into something real powerful right because oh my God you just had me completely completely dying laughing that was that was amazing you did good work oh uh, thank fun. you. It really comes, I, I was at my, my sink doing my dishes, and I mean, you would not believe how, unbe- I mean, my God, I'm so domestic. Like, I get up and not just make the coffee, but, you know, take out, every, lots of people are domestic like this. You know, you take the dishes out of the dishwasher, then you sweep the floor, and you feed the dog, and you walk the dog, and then you do the laundry, and, like, you make the bed, and you fold the clothes, and all of that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a huge part of my daily life and um uh as normal everybody stuff. normal people stuff and i i but you know when you're an actor and you're not working all the time you can do an awful lot of it and an awful lot of clothes and uh take your anxiety out like oh we gotta paint that wall oh we gotta fix that you know so i just was like I, god i'm like Susie, we're your homemaker. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, you like a martini, dear? Shall I make <laughs> What is wrong with you? What happened to you, liberated, free woman running around downtown New York like a crazy person? You know, what are you doing? So I suddenly thought, you know, I, I, there's something here. There's something here. I can get out all the things that I've ever wanted to say and all the kind of experience that I've had with some of these wonderful New York people that are just, they, all the things that they, I was always sort of shy and kind of, you know, I had this sort of weird Midwestern kind of mom who mm-hmm. always telling me that, oh, don't do that, always wear clean underwear, you know, make your bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You are hella funny. <laughs> <laughs> If if you haven't seen Susie Effing Homemaker, you can make sure all you got to do is, is Google it somewhere. You'll be able to find it. I'm telling you, um, just like all the people in the chat room and, and Shady Sykes is on there saying, hey, if David Canary can play Adam and Stewart for so many years, Caddy can bring on her altar too. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Money, go ahead and talk about a question for Caddy, please. Well, Caddy, um, as you know, we all are. I'm definitely a longtime fan of all my children. Dixie and Tad were one of my favorite couples. I mean, I liked when you were at Adam, but, you know, it was definitely the Dixie and Tad love affair that really caught me. Um, mm-hmm. You guys, so you were one of my favorite couples besides Angie and Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, our lineup from when I was growing up was we watched Young and the Restless, All My Children, One Life to Live, and General Hospital. That was just the lineup, you know. Once mm-hmm. General Hospital was over, you can leave the house. But um, besides you and Ted, Angie and Jesse were like that power couple as well. Mm-hmm. And 
Do you feel now, from since when you first started, that the diversity has changed some? Because um, Angie and and Jesse were pretty much the only, you know, people of color really that were on for a long time. I know that Michael P. Jordan also played on there. I think was he like Erica Kane's son for a while, who is the lead mm -hmm. in Fruitvale Station as well. Um, but do you think, do you feel like the diversity is changing? Is it opening up more for people of color or, you know, are... are enough. <laughs> not enough on soap operas, not really. And right. some. So we get a little um, sprinkle here and a sprinkle there, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah. after all these years, do you, do you see, like, anything changing or is it still really hard for... African Americans or people of color to uh, get these roles. Well, I think it's it's about them creating the roles. I mean, there uh, there was a, a family on One Life to Live that was an African American family that was, you know, really exciting and I thought fun to watch and I, uh, you know, integrated into the whole picture of the the story. You know, it was. It wasn't like they were just like, you know, here's the white people and here's the African-American family. You know, it was, and that's where it should, you know what I mean? It's like, hello, where right. do we live? You know, like, what's happening? Right. Um, <laughs> sorry. Well, because I'm for happy. so long, Angie and Jesse were like the only, you know what I mean? I know, I know. couple that we so, could Yeah, to. absolutely. I mean, I loved everybody, don't get me wrong, but, you know, sometimes it's nice to see people that look like some of your cousins or your uncle or... Of course, of course. And one of the things I think they did right on this particular season was they, you know, Angie's like the head of the hospital. She and Jesse are front burner. They're like, they are, the, you know, the power couple in the show. And they've got this, they this wonderful storyline for um, uh, their daughter, Cassandra, which was horrifying. I was, mm -hmm. you know, I've got to be part of that. And, you know, I was glued to all of them because I felt like, you know, the I felt like the little mama just, like, wanting to hug everybody because they had to cry and, you know, go through such a difficult time. But I I was so proud of the the work that everybody did. I really kept saying, you know, this is any, any kind of work, and I wanted them to, everybody to know that that was going on. And, and uh, so, I mean, that's something that it, 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 I think our show tends to be, you know, uh, more, you know, more about, you know, it seems like, surely, like, how can we even be talking about this, like, integrated, you know, and I mean, that right. instead of step separating, you know, uh, a black storyline and a white storyline, I mean, it's, right. I wouldn't want to be a part of a show that, that, that did stuff like that. It's, right. that's, like, beyond old-fashioned and stupid, but, it, so, thank God. You know, there's, I think, a lot been a major kind of forward movement in, in terms of soaps in both One Life to Live and All My Children, at least that I've seen, you know. Thank mm -hmm. God for that at that time, right? Right, right. Please. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. And one of the things I know, like, with my little film, uh, you know, there's an African-American guy, there's a, you know. Yeah, so it was a very Nathan. diverse crowd that you have. Yeah, How did yeah. you go about choosing those characters, or did you know what you wanted those characters to be and you just sought out those, you know, those people to put them in those roles, or how did you go about um, making well, your cast so diverse? 
I didn't I didn't aim to say like, you know, I want to have a diverse cast. I I had a stoner, a writer, you know, a guy <laughs> who was kind of like Johnny Slick and uh, a lover. You know, that's what I thought. And then mm-hmm. I worked with a guy who, um, you know, happens to be uh, of uh, his family's from you know the country Colombia, so he's just I don't know what you call him. He's um, Hispanic and um, and. Uh, uh, he, wonderful, wonderful writer, and, and he's the lead in it. And I said, well, let's, you know, when we did a reading, uh, I knew, I knew I wanted the guy who was the leader to, of, the, of the of the of the group to be African American, and I, I have no idea why. I just just thought this would be, and I knew I wanted the the lover to be uh, Hispanic. I don't know. I. I guess I just I like diversity. I like right. color. I like people right. coming from different backgrounds and histories. It's it's rich. You like it to be vivid. Yeah. Yeah. It's rich and everybody everybody coming from a different place and that they're all friends, that's the right. point to me. That's the point. And then if you have you know, they all like to drink the same beer. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, they like and, the same jokes. They like the same clubs. They like the same girls. You know, that's what matters. You know, right. and the friendship. They got each other's right. backs. You know, and like that. Just, I thought I had an opportunity to just sort of slip that little message in there. I think that's that's great. Yeah. I think it's great. And then I think the more we see diverse images like that, it it will become more normal. You know, it'll come to where that's how it should be. It should be diverse because that's how it is when you walk outside. It's, you know, it's, we need totally. to see images of everybody because we're all yeah. here for however long together for, you know, so right. we have to learn from each other. And Absolutely. Not I just, when a, tra- not just yeah. when a tragedy hits and now everybody's kumbaya, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I've got everybody right. back when it's something serious. But, exactly. You know, yeah. when it's not. Yeah. Indeed. Katie McLean is our guest on yeah. Branded After Dark. And, um, and uh, Nicole, go ahead and toss out a question, and then I'll go ahead and grab two quick calls um, before we get ready to uh, um, wrap this up as well. So, Nicole, go for it. Oh, I, um, Katty, hi again. Um, I just wanted to know um, the transition from television to um, the Internet. What was your feelings about that? Did you did it make a difference to you? Were you happy about it? Were you disappointed? I just wanted to know your overall because you know you you were um, on television for so many years and you know it's a big change and uh, and it's an awesome change. But I just wanted to know how you um, I just wanted to know your emotion about it. How did you feel about it? Well, um, when I heard it was coming online. I and I and I hadn't been asked to come to the show yet. I was like, "Oh God, please ask me! Oh, please ask me! Oh, please, please, please!" please, please. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Because I felt like online is the future, man. It's just right, like, right. It's where it's happening. It's where it's at, and it's and, universal. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's you can watch the show whenever you want to watch it. You can talk about the show while you're watching it. Right. Um, you know, you can be at work, you can be, you know, online at the supermarket and watch it on your phone. I mean, phone, you know, right. you can, you, you just have this much more interactive experience yeah. with the show. And I think right. because with, with soaps, you can have this interactive, you, you already have an interactivity. You're already, 
if it was on TV, you were always going like, you know, don't do that. You know, anyway, you know. We've just become so obsessed with our computers and stuff. We're just like now you can just mm -hmm. type it in, and you know, and right. I, I just thought there were so many opportunities, and I have no regrets. I I still think That's it's it's an, an yeah. innovative, exciting show it's to like, be a part. It's of. like more more benefits than television. Um, I wanted to one more question. Oh my god, my mind just went blank. Um, your schedule for filming. I just want to know, like, your schedule for that. Um, and do you have time to go on other castings when you are filming? <clears throat> Is it like a Monday through Friday? Just wanted to know, kind of schedule you have when you're filming. Um, it's definitely Monday through Friday. Sometimes we're asked to shoot like a remote or something on a Saturday as well, um, mm -hmm. and it is absolutely all-encompassing. It is 12 to 18-hour days, you know, mm -hmm. um, early in the morning to late at night, all day, brutal, right. brutal, brutal But it's not time, isn't it? You're not like, I mean, you might be in your trailer waiting for your scene. Right. Well, sometimes, but it's uh, like we have dressing rooms. Um, but there's, there's dressing rooms, right? Yeah, there, there, there's such a. Um, we're shooting sometimes two shows in a day, so you don't always mm -hmm. have that much downtime. There's usually oh, rehearsal, okay. getting hair and makeup, you know, running your lines with your team partner. Boom, you're on set, and you've got to do it over mm -hmm. again. And um, mm -hmm. depending on where your scenes are throughout the day, so. It's uh, it's pretty hard, intensely focused work for sure. When you're doing but, now, that we we do it in sort of intense sections of time. It's um not like it was on TV where it was. Depending on your storyline, you'd be working, you know, maybe two days a week, or you'd be working maybe you'd be working really hard for five days a week, and you'd be doing that for a few months. But then you'd have a break while somebody else would take the lead in the storyline. You know, right. this mm -hmm. is different. Mm -hmm. This is like right. Everybody's there all together. When you having to shoot like two shows in one day, how? What is your method for your learning your lines? I mean, how do you how do you get those down? I pray a lot. Do a lot of prayer. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. mind has to be like right. Absorbing it like it's a computer. I mean, for me, when I do stuff, I like write my lines, but I know that there's going to be play, you know, times where I can't write my lines over. I learn through repetition and word recognition, and then I know there's going to be times where I'm not going to be able to do that. So, I mean, everybody has their method of learning or memorization. So I just praying. Okay, well, mm. I just try. I, I look for lines that rhyme, that starts with a B, that starts with a B, you know, all that stuff. I run the lines with people, and then at the very last minute, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. He will answer right. your prayers. He will answer you your go. prayers. <laughs> he does. Let me, go, let me go ahead and take this. Uh, let me take a couple of calls. Let's take, let me start off with first the, the guy who's been waiting the longest, and that's Mr. Daniel from Philadelphia. You are on Next Legacy Radio's Branded After Dark with Miss Caddy McClain. Hi, uh, Miss Caddy McClain. Just want to say, first of all, thank you very much. You always uh, respond to me on Twitter. You actually follow me on Twitter, and not not just that. You actually inspire me. I try to always write, but I always end up with like a, <laughs> a writer's block. 
But anytime mm-hmm. I get a writer's block, I just listen to uh, Susie F and Homemaker or watch one of your tweets from all my children and, or just re- uh, read one of your tweets that you wrote to me and it inspires me and it helps me with my writer's block. And I just want to awesome. say thank you very much for everything mm-hmm. you've ever said to me and just you, you are such an amazing blessing. Oh, thank Aww. you. Thank you so much. Well, you're certainly a blessing to me right now, let me tell you. And you're a blessing to me online. I mean, I, I love interacting with you, and I really appreciate, you know, your presence in my life. So thank you. Well, and Aww. also, I just want to say that your soon-to-be husband, John, is the luckiest man ever because, like, <laughs> like what the host was saying earlier, I don't care if it was 20 years uh, before or you still look the same. You're still beautiful. You're, That's right. You're so beautiful, and it's just amazing. And they seriously need to give you, like, uh, like a, a role, I mean, a storyline you can sink your teeth into on All My Children, not just Dixie's always the helper. She needs to, like, you can tell Dixie wants to rip Dr. Anders' clothes off or whatnot. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, Daniel. She just needs that alter ego. So Susie Effing exactly. Homemaker needs to be an alter ego, and that will give that will give Caddy uh, some good work. Yeah. Some good so work. I Although I don't think yeah. Dr. Anders will appreciate being passed <laughs> on by Susie. Darling, darling. Exactly. Daniel, I appreciate I appreciate the call. Let me take one more from. Jen lady calling oh, from the nine four one. She she was able to uh, hang out with us, and she stayed on the longest too. And you're alive with Caddy McLean on Branded After Dark. Um, hey, um, this is Yoga. So my um, question is, um, I'm a fan of all my children. Um, well, my number one um, um, soap opera is Young and the Restless. But my question is that you are now um, mainstream. And is it because that no other network will accept you? Because I'm pretty sure that everybody would love to see you back on television, minus some of these reality shows that are going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, uh, I, I mean, I can't speak for, you know, what Prospect Park's plans or, you know, plans are. I mean, I, I do think that they're focused on online because I think that, I think they feel that that's the future of the sh- of you know of of um, a lot of uh, of of content, but I do think that um, you know they they already put you know like they put it on own you know it's uh, and own is I think very happy to have the show so um, you know whether they will go back to you know the big three networks I mean I don't know I I don't know if that's in the in their minds you know it's a funny thing uh, all I I understand about what's happening in terms of our culture and our world today with our media is that it is just constantly changing and absolutely um, right. It's a little overwhelming, um, and I know there's a comfort in, in things being in, in the same place that we've always been able to find them. You know, I was just telling John, I was like, remember when there was a phone? It was in your house. <laughs> rang. Always rang. Like your phone sometimes won't ring, and you're like, oh, I missed that call. Um, but just those little things, and then those days are sadly kind of, you know, gone. Um, yeah, so. I, feel like, I feel like this. It's really sad because they're taking a lot of these soap operas off when their ratings are good. 
Yeah. You know, like as the world turned, and, and you all were doing great, and just to get the news that a lot of you were being canceled, I, I kind of feel like they were replacing it with nonsense shows to me. You know, making mm-hmm. room for a lot of these shows that were unnecessary, you know, like reality shows. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I feel somewhere yeah. there should be not only to play your reruns, but to play what's going on now. You know, instead of looking at you on the computer on mainstream, I, I mm-hmm. think that people need to write in to own to put you on the show. You know, live, what's going on now? We don't have to look at you on the computer. A lot of us don't have computers. We would like to, mm-hmm. you know, see you on own. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, there's a, I think a bigger, you know, kind of money issue. Right. And there's, there's, you know, 2008 really messed up everybody, including those big corporations, and they had to sort of cut their losses and think about, all right, where, you know, I mean, to make those network soaps, I mean, it's not cheap, you know, they can cost millions and millions a year to do uh, one of these, one of the, one of the soaps, and, um, you know, if they, if they think that they can, that's what happened with all my children, you know, the, the network thought that they could make a show for, you know, several million less and um, make several million more and the same amount of people would watch it. And, and to me, you know, that's sort of sad uh, that, it, that it just sort of, it felt sort of heartless. And I think that's, I, agree. Uh, I think that's kind of what you're talking about. Like, how could a, how could a business not look at the, the loyalty of the fans right. sort of like Absolutely. weighing important weighing factor, you know? Yes. Um, and, and, and Caddy, correct me if I'm wrong, Caddy, but I, I think you might understand where I'm coming from when I say this. I think, especially with reality shows, and I tell this to everyone that I've talked to over the years, and not just doing radio, but in general, um, if you don't like it, don't support it. And if you don't support it, and if it comes by the ton, they're going to they're gonna actually uh, see exactly why certain reality shows fail and if it's because of lack of interest, then maybe they can second guess exactly their their marketing plan on what they're doing with their network. So it's it's going to be up to the power of the fan base to determine what is on and what's not. Right, and that is so smart, and that's so right on. And I think there's a funny thing that's happened with people where they don't feel like they have any power or control, and. Um, you know, and they're just like, oh, I just have to watch this crap that's on, I guess, you know. <laughs> but, you know, right. you're right. You don't have to. You can say, I don't want to watch this. This is this is not entertainment to me, and I'm going to, you know, write in or or support the show, that the kind of programming that you really like. And maybe if, if it's not, like, great that day, you know, don't rip it to shreds, you know. Just hang in there and, and, and stick, with the, stick with the show, you know. Sometimes... Right. I think people have really kind of gone after, you know, all my children, you know, recently for, I don't know, because we're not announcing when the next season is. And it's like, hang on, man, you know, we're here. We promise we'll be back. <laughs> you know, please don't kill us. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, right, right. We like the soaps, you know, we want to keep making the soaps. And, um, you know, so we just support the programming that you that you like is so it's just it's vital it really is vital to the future indeed. so you're you're important you really are indeed and and before we say our goodbyes to you and i know one one by one i know we want to say goodbye but the last uh show of the season the first season of all my children had 
uh, a cameo from Mr. Uh, Michael E. Knight, correct? That's uh, it's kind of what we got towards the end. Is 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 that really coming to fruition? Is that something that uh, is in the works for season two, or are are you going to tell me? Stay tuned, because you never know. <laughs> I can't get anything out of anybody. You think I'm not asking these people? I'm like, what's going on? Nobody's telling me anything. Hey. I'm like, I kind of did. I was like, hey, buddy, like, not not like a word to me. Like, hello, not even going to tell me that you're going to tell me. Like, you know, like, nice back of your head there. You know what I mean? You look like my best work. Bum's <laughs> the word. I don't know. I I wish I could give you some hints or say stay tuned. I know nothing about that. Me I just do. <laughs> right? I'm excited. I, I, I hope it does work out. He's a wonderful actor, and I'd love to work with him again. So, you know, fingers crossed. Fingers Caddy crossed. says you I never know. know. So that's her version of yeah. saying stay tuned. Absolutely. <laughs> and before let's I'm gonna, I'm gonna go around the room so people can say their goodbyes to you and I'll start with Nicole. I just wanted to say it was a pleasure meeting you and you're very insightful. I enjoyed speaking to you and getting to know you more and I just wish you well on your future endeavors and um good luck to you with everything oh, okay. you do. Thank you so much for your really interesting questions. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Monique. Take care. Monique. I also would like to say it was really nice meeting you, Caddy. And, um, you know, you have been a part of my life for the last 20 years. So mm-hmm. um, meeting you, now I, it just really brings it full circle. I really feel like I know you, even though I know I don't really know you. But I do know you. So... <laughs> It was super nice to meet you and to get to know you a little bit. Um, please come on to the Facebook my Facebook page. I read everything and I write everything myself. I read everything that everybody awesome. writes to me. So nice. I, it used to be called Katie McLean would like to be your friend. <laughs> so call me my friend and we will be friends. And that's all I'm going to be your friend. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so much for there all you your insightful information. <laughs> I appreciate you. And my host, sweet Erin, go ahead. I have to say thank you so very, very, very much for joining us tonight and coming on. It was really a super pleasure talking to you. And thank you so much for being a part of so many people's lives for so long. And you know your your determination and your passion, and I I, I honestly I cannot wait to see the, um, Flip Fantasia. I am so ready right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so thank you so very much, and it was an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. Oh, thank you. You know, you've really just filled my heart tonight, and I'm just so blessed to have been able to speak with all of you. I'm really, truly grateful, and I I will um. I will. I will really have to think about letting out Flip Fantasia sooner rather than later because I want you. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I am so looking forward to it. I am so looking forward to it. And before I let you go, of course, you know how I feel about you, Katie. I, 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 it it goes without saying, but I'm going to try to say it in the words without getting overly emotional because I, the way that I feel about you, like I said, I, I look at your work and get inspired. I, not just see you through social media, but I actually have watched you grow as an artist, 
um, and I always say this on a lot of shows that I have. It's it's always like your your what you do is kind of like painting on 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 a canvas, and we see your work every single time, and we take a look at it and we appreciate it for what it is, and and what it is 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 truly inspiring. And I just really not just wish the best, not just wish the best for your career, but the best for you. Um, period. Because you you have you have given us a, a, a whole lot throughout your years and and the best thing that we can do is come back and not just promote and push and and do everything on on an inspired level but you know whatever whatever else we could do um and just show genuine appreciation and tell people that hey you need to go to your website katiemclean.com and follow you on twitter which i did at Katie McLean and launch her album, hey. which I will probably buy again. If you know, blue, I'm telling you, people, blue glitter fish. You need to go get it, definitely, uh, and 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 show that support. And and I just truly, truly wish you the very best. And and you know, thank you for blessing me, not just with this interview, but having a chance to know you as well. Thank you, thank you. I am. Um, I, I'm I'm just so touched, and uh, this has been an amazing interview. I think this is probably like the one of the greatest interviews I've ever had the opportunity to to um, oh, to have. Wow. You know, wow! I'm really that means thank a you. Lot to me. Thank you. Uh, true. That That's says true. a lot, knowing that you've been in this uh, in this business for as long as you've had. So that trust me when I say I'm I am I'm very very honored yeah, by what you just said. That that, that means really a lot. That really touched my heart. Like I'm yeah. wow. Yeah, thank that's you. big. That's big. <laughs> I mean it. I, mean I, it. I and I and I know you do, and and I know yeah. you do, and I and I love your team, and I you know and 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 tell your fiance, hey, you know what? If we're gonna continue to promote and show love, not just to uh, Flip Fantasia, but you know we 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 need a a a, a team Katie Page or or we need a we need a team McLean we need a team whatever whatever we're going to do right. we're going to make sure that we do everything in our power <laughs> to make sure that now. <laughs> 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 we're going to okay. show you a ton of love so thank I appreciate you. you thank you very much thank you we love you oh thank you i love yes, you guys too it's been amazing all right. you're all beautiful people and i i just Really appreciate you talking to me. Thank you. Thank you, and I'll be in touch this, this week with you. And you know, if you need anything, you give me a call, and and we will touch bases this week, Katie. All right, it sounds great. All right, blessings Bye. to you. That is the beautiful, right. the Have talented, the beautiful, the talented, the gifted. She is. She is everything, and she is definitely a, 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 a true, 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 true. And I mean this with every sense of the word, friend. And um. And it's it's big that you know she kind of likes how we I get down. So, from so ear to ear to ear. Thank you, thank you to the the wonderful host, uh, sweet Aaron, and thank you to our two two people who came and gave us a shot in the arm by the name of Miss Monique. Like I said, you can go ahead and hit her up on on Twitter at Monique Dismuke D I S M U K E, and um, give out your Facebook too, young lady. It is Monique Dismuke at Facebook. Or Mo M O E underscore W R I T E S Mo Rights. And Miss Nicole, actress extraordinaire. Why don't you go ahead and give out your Facebook and social media information as well, dear? 
You can find me on Facebook and Twitter by typing in Nicole, middle initial R, last name Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S. Also check out my website, NicoleRHughes.com, and I'm on Instagram as well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mo- Monique, you got to throw out your Instagram as well, too. So I, I'm on Instagram under Monique Dismuke as well. And I think my Facebook page is Monique Dismuke Actress. So that's <laughs> it. Yes, it is. That's it. Okay, we just we just had confirmation. We just had confirmation right now. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Aaron. Exactly Appreciate that. Is. You are you're live on the scene right now. Wait, are you? Next legacy.